Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ready? No. Well, ready for what? No! What's happening? Is there a leak? There's a leak. The water's rising. It's rising! No. We're sinking. Hold on tight, Agnes. But I can't swim! Hold on tight, Agnes. But I can't breathe! Hold on tight, Agla. long ago, there was a magical serpent kingdom deep below the waves. It had been there for millennia, but had never been visited by humans. That is, until one day the ruler of the serpent kingdom brought a human girl back They're to- They're seahorses! <laughs> what? Sorry, not to interrupt, but I haven't seen you, and I wanted to tell you- Remember they had horses pulling the carriages when they brought me to their kingdom? And I was like, where did they get horses? They're sea snakes. But down here, underwater, they look like sea horses. <laughs> Can you believe it? I am trying to share important information. I think that's important. I mean, it's something I would share if I was telling my own story. Who said I'm talking about you? Well, you must be. What other human has been here before me? You'll have to ask the Queen. <sighs> the Queen. Just like their horses, the members of the Serpent Kingdom looked very different underwater than they did on land. Hmm. On land, they were common snakes. But under the water, they looked like humans cut from fire opals, <sighs> shimmering iridescent, achingly beautiful, but none so beautiful as the- As the queen. 
or as wise or brave or generous or... As soon as Agla arrived, she was given a tour of the castle. Carved from crystal. Given her own room. Our whole cottage was one room back home. And given the most sumptuous fabrics in all nine seas. Cloth spun from gold. Lace carved from filigreed sapphires. It was... Breathtaking. And everyone hated her. They what? Not the queen, of course. Wait. The queen was more than pleased with her new companion. Who hates me? Each member of the royal court was instructed to be kind to Agla. But on the streets of the city, everyday people wouldn't even speak to her. When they spotted her awkward, misplaced human form... I'm not that awkward. They turned their back. So Agla asked the Queen, Did I do something wrong? Whatever do you mean, darling? Every gown you've sewn for me has been impeccable. Each one a work of art. Look at this one. No one's ever made blue whale leather look so supple before. Careful, I haven't finished the seam. Just, let me just... Mm, There. I have to finish the hemline, too. And when you do, It will be perfect, just like everything else you've made. (laughs) I don't mean the dresses. I mean, people don't seem to like me, I guess. Or I wouldn't even mind if they didn't like me, but they seem, I don't know, suspicious or nervous. I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, I suppose I can't blame them. I'm the first human that's ever visited your kingdom. You're not the first. I'm not? There's an old story, a very famous one, about a serpent king who fell in love with a human. Do you know it? No. They met on the banks of the ocean, where the sea meets the sand. The Serpent King fell in love with her at first sight and brought her back to his kingdom. They married and lived happily for many years and had three children. The Human and the Serpent King? Mm-hmm. Sorry, could you move your arm up here a little? Like this? Yes, thank you. Were they human or serpents? The children? Both. As they grew older, they wanted to learn more about their human side. To meet their human family. They would beg their parents to let them go on land. But their father, the king, refused. Soon all their questions and begging made their mother homesick. And she began to ask the king if she could visit her family as well. Finally, the king relented. He agreed to let them visit the surface, but told his children, If you need me, call, let the sea foam milk, and I will appear. Why milk? Why not milk? So they went to the surface, the children and their mother, leaving their father, the Serpent King, behind. I have a terrible feeling about this. They visited their family and met their twelve uncles. But their uncles weren't happy to meet them. They were angry 
their sister was stolen from them, kidnapped to a kingdom nine seas away. She tried to tell them that she was happy, but it didn't matter. Her brothers wanted revenge on the Serpent King, so they dragged her children to the water and beat them and beat them until terrified they called out, Let the sea foam milk! Oh no. The special secret phrase that summoned their father. And the sea foamed like milk as the king rose from the depths and answered the call of his children, not knowing a trap awaited him. On the shore, those twelve men were waiting. They slaughtered the king and slaughtered his children until the sea ran red with blood. How horrible. What a horrible thing. Indeed. And what happened to their mother? What happened to his bride? She ran from the house when she heard their screams and saw the ocean churning, foaming, red with blood. She was so heartbroken by what her brothers had done that her arms turned into branches, her legs turned into roots, and she turned into a spruce tree. A spruce tree? A spruce tree. Goodness. How could someone do that? Betray someone they love so profoundly. Turn into a tree. But also betrayal. Well, but, I mean, I know how people betray one another. How do you do it then? Please explain it to me. Because from the moment I first heard this story to this very moment now, hundreds of years later, still I cannot comprehend how it is possible. I know it's inhumane. And yet very human. Tell me, truly, how can humans love someone and yet take everything from them? Perhaps they didn't kill her, but her brothers took her life. The life she chose, the ones she loved, to make that choice for someone, it seems so... Did she really choose to go with the king? Pardon? You said he fell in love at first sight, but I mean, she didn't know he was a handsome king when she met him, did she? She only saw a talking snake-looking thing. She didn't know what he would look like underwater. No, but she found out soon enough. And she was happy once she was here, of course. Of course. What? Well, forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn. You always do. But that's why I favor you. And that's lucky for me, because you rule a kingdom. You ask how someone could choose the fate of someone's life, but if you choose to have me killed, you could. I couldn't. But you could. In fact, with every single choice you make, you choose for many people. Is the train of the dress too long here? Or... No. Are you sure? Here, take a few steps. I don't want you to trip. I never do. Each choice I make is for the good of the kingdom. The good of all my people. I don't make choices for me or you, or any one person. 
It's all for the greater good. Greater than who? To answer your question, you'd have to think you own them, I think. Or more than own, that anything, anything they do or have or say is not just a reflection of you, it is you. They are you, part of you. And if someone questions you, if she acts against your will, then like a rotting limb, you have to cut it off. You have to cut her off, if that makes sense. I suppose it does. But limbs grow back. <laughs> Not in our world. They don't. Unfortunately, no. Oh, that's terrible. You must have to be so careful then. Humans are rarely careful. But humans are also... There. Step back and let me see. Beautiful. Yes, they are. It's a true story, you know. It is? Well, I don't know if it is or if it isn't. It happened so long ago. But the whole kingdom believes it's true. And so it is true. And so, when they see a human here in our kingdom, they think of that story. They think their beloved queen may be in danger. They find it hard to trust you when they know what could happen. But this is completely different. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to make your gowns and keep you company. We aren't... We aren't getting married. You don't want to marry me. You want... You want to marry me? I am not proposing. So you don't want to marry me? I didn't say that. What? It's a delicate matter. What? One simply can't jump into a... You need to keep breathing, darling. But... but I'm... A seamstress and I'm a queen. I know. I know! I know. And a human. And a human. And I know how the story goes. And it's been such a short time we've spent together. And the kingdom will need time to adjust to the idea of a human queen. Queen? But if you're willing to, to spend more time beside me, perhaps, walking with me in the courtyards, sitting by my side at feasts and festivals, joining me on open carriage rides to the kelp forests. I think my people would warm to you after a time, if we give it time. Uh, I think I need to sit down. I never, in all my years of farming cabbages, dreamed of being a queen. Would you like to be one? Would it make you happy? You always ask me that, like it's an easy question. It's not an easy question. Well, what did you dream of then? In your cabbage fields? I, I always thought if I could find a little money, maybe I could move to the city and start a shop. This and is a city, is it not? 
and you can have all the money you want, anything you ask for, you can have it. You don't need a shop, you need only to ask. Go ahead. Oh, no, oh my goodness. Ask your wildest dream. Ask for it. I wouldn't know what to ask for. Anything, and it's yours. Can I kiss you? And so the Serpent Queen and Agla began their courtship. They hoped that soon the rest of the kingdom would begin to warm to Agla. But the more she was seen with the Queen, the more discontent and unrest it caused among her people. The Queen tried to console Agla, saying, Be patient, darling. But you told them I'm not going to hurt you. They need to see it. They need to see that I would never let you hurt me. That I would be wise enough to keep myself safe. Keep them safe. Just give them time. How much longer can it take? It's been months and months, and it's not getting any better. In fact, I think it's getting worse. But isn't it better than planting cabbage, darling? You have everything you could ask for at the palace. Yes, but I can barely leave the palace. And even here, even those who live at court are starting to whisper. And they've been ordered to be nice to me. These things take time, my love. When my mother married my father, there was empty chatter about him, too. It took two hundred years before he was... Two hundred? In human time, darling. Not in our time. Time passes differently here. Soon you won't even... Two hundred! And the longer Agla stayed inside the palace, the more she started to wonder about the home on land she'd left behind, about the cabbages and the crickets and the quiet evenings she'd spent sewing by the fire. She realized... It must be summer now. I wonder if Papa's sold the cow. I wonder if he's courting that widow in the village, the one with red hair who raises chickens. He always seemed to like her. I wonder if he misses me. So he does. Oh, hello? He talks of you daily, you know. Does he? Yes. What did he do with all the diamonds? The diamonds? The ones you gave him in the wheelbarrow, remember? He gave me to you and you gave him... Ah, yes. The diamonds. Yes. Did he buy more land? Did he buy another cow? Did he marry the red-headed widow with the chickens? Yes, yes, and yes, he did. He has everything he's ever wanted, and he's so thankful for it. Thankful for you. Thankful for what you did for him. But he... Oh, he misses you. He does? He realizes there could be no replacement for his daughter. No amount of diamonds, no amount of cows. That the life you dreamt for yourself was just as important as the life he dreamt for you. I never could have stayed there. Oh, of course not. I never would have been happy being trapped there on that tiny farm with all those cabbages. Oh, yes. Much better to be trapped here. I'm not trapped here. Of course you aren't. I love the queen. 
I love the palace. And everyone at court is just thrilled to have you here as well, I assure you. But I'm sure we can spare you for an afternoon. Just an afternoon? Well, I suppose it has been months since I've been home. Yes. Months. I did always love the farm when it was summer. I'll take you to the shore, and when you're ready to return, simply come to the edge of the water and I'm say- I'm not saying let the sea foam milk. Absolutely not. What if something happens? Something happens like in the old story? You think your father would hurt the queen? No. I just... I don't think she'd like that. She wouldn't like that. She wouldn't like any of this. But just because she knows what people would think. Not because she doesn't trust me. She trusts me. Yes. She trusts you to make your own decisions. Exactly. Exactly. You don't need to ask her permission. You don't even need to call her. Come to me, and I'll come fetch you, just like I did before. You'll be there and back before nightfall. You can visit your father and return, all in a summer's afternoon. And so Agla prepared for a trip above water to see her father again. She thought... It's only for an hour or two. Maybe I can invite him to the wedding. But as they reached the surface of the water, she realized... It's winter. Something was very wrong. Why is it winter? I've only been gone a few months. Ah, yes. It should be summer now. I'd forgotten. Time does work differently on land. It's been a bit longer here. How much longer? Hello? How much longer? So Agla walked up the path from the beach to the farmhouse, dressed in her sapphires and silvers from the Serpent Kingdom. She expected to see a bigger house, a bigger farm than the one she had left months before. But instead... It's the same. Almost the same. Small. But now it looked smaller. Old. But now it looked older. Run down from years and years of rain and wind and wear. She walked up to the door expecting to see her father. But when the door opened... Yes? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm... Is my father here? Your father? Who is it? Who are you? Some kind of duchess? No, I'm... I used to live here. What? Here? I'm looking for my father. It's just us who live here. We've lived here for years and years. Me and my my wife and I. No. No, that can't be right. It can be. And it is. This house was my father's until Your he... father? You have red hair. Like my mother. Did she raise chickens? She did. And my father farmed cabbages. You look like him. People have always said so. Did you know him then? Did you meet him before he died? When... When did he die? Hmm. What was it? Must be ten years or so. Ah, must have been. And what about the diamonds? <laughs> what 
diamonds. Here? Well, for the... There was a dowry, or it, it wasn't a dowry, it was... Did he ever talk about his daughter? He didn't have a daughter. He and my mother, they only had sons. Before your mother? I don't know about before. He never talked about before. He farmed cabbages, now I farm cabbages. I farmed enough to get a wife, and so I got me a wife. And we make do. We make do. Right. Well, do you... Want to come in? I made cabbage soup. Oh, no. Thank you. I'll... Thank you. I don't understand it. How could that much time have passed? I was only there for... Forty years. What? Why didn't you warn me? Warn you? You should have told me. What is wrong with you? You knew? You knew and you didn't tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I never would have... And Agla said... Shut up! Just stop narrating for one second and let me think. I have to... And Agla said... Let the sea foam milk. Let the sea foam milk. I don't understand. He said it would work. Why isn't he... That's when Agla realized... No. ...how profoundly she'd been fooled. No, 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 no. What's happening? No, stop! It was too late. It's not too late. The Queen had discovered Agla was missing, that she'd left and returned to land. I haven't. And so the Queen turned the sea to ice, so Agla could never return. Stop! And no matter how Agla screamed, or beat her fists against the ice. I'm here! I'm here! I'm right here! There was no answer. Tell her to come get me. What? Tell her to come back. Tell her. Agla. Now! Tell her now! That isn't... That's not how it works. Why not? Because it's not how it... Make it work. Make it work. You're the one telling the story. But you're the one who... You're. You're telling them the story. So tell me how to change it. Do something useful for once, for once. Just listen to me. Listen. I know you can change it. I... Change it. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry, but I... That's... That's not why I'm here or what I do, and I can't... I can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't. You won't. And that's a very different thing. I don't know what to say. Tell me it will be okay. At least tell me what happens. And she began to cry so bitterly that the sea started to melt and a boat rose up through the milky foam and took her to the serpent kingdom took her back again
and her father found her sitting on the ice. And he said he'd sold the cow. And with that money, she could move to the city. Sew dresses for society ladies, pay him back, pay her own way, and live her own life. Always, always, always on her terms. And her arms turned into branches. And her legs turned into roots. And she turned into a spruce tree. She turned into a spruce tree. Tell them whatever you want. listening to Feminist Fairy Tales, an audio drama podcast that reimagines the genre of fairy tales through a feminist lens. This episode was performed by Moira Todd, Shakira Searle, and Derek Davis. Written by Francesca Pashniokis. Sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Feminist Fairy Tales is produced by Jenny Bissell, Madeline Regina, and Emma Love. Theme music composed and produced by Juliana Marin. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.